With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three billionaire playboys. One, but also sometimes two lowly entrepreneurs. One chance to hit the big bucks. If you've seen Dragon's Den or Shark Tank, this is the same as those. But not similar enough to constitute any sort of legal action. This is Rat's Nest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rat's Nest. It's the only podcast hosted by three multi-billionaire playboys. It's a show where lowly entrepreneurs pitch their business and product ideas in exchange for our big money. And our cash dollar bills, I am Sherman Michael Shunk, and these are my biggest dollar bad boys. I'm talking about Jeremiah St. Baby. Hey, 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 I got my mind on my money, and my money in the bank, Sherman. Okay, how you okay. doing? Okay, I'm doing well, my friend, and I'm also talking about Hank Ass. How's it going there, Sherman? I got my money in the bank, and I'm, I am Noah! <laughs> That's right. That's true, actually. That's great. I remember when you ran for counselor, and it was a huge windfall for Hank Ass Industries. Mm. Yeah, just running for counselor made me a lot of money because I took donations and I kept them. Exactly. Let me just say, though, if I could have another shot at counselor, I'd do it exactly the same way. I'd take all the money. I would dress up as uh, the penguin and call myself <laughs> Gotham's Nightmare. And my slogan would remain, if you don't vote for me... Everyone with a child will, will lose one. <laughs> right, 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 right. I will have the firstborns of Gotham. You have got my vote, and I'm so wealthy that I get two votes, I've decided, and I'd vote twice for you, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. We vote as many times as we want. Money talks in this town. Hank, I got to tell you, it's not often people say if they get a second chance at something, they would do it again all the same, and even with disastrous results. You know, that's why they call me Double Down. And if I could just speak to your phrase, money talks, you just rang the bell and stumbled into the newest invention from Hank Ass Industries. Oh. Wow. Let's hear it. I want to know what's, what, what is this about? Well, you two are billionaires, so you are more than accustomed with saying the phrase money talks and uh, leaving it at that. But... I was recently at a cocktail party, and I used the phrase money talks, and then I thought to myself, what if it did? Oh, my so God. I, I, I don't know which verb to use here, so let's say I captured some orphans, and <laughs> I did some light genetic testing, and we are in the prototype stage of money that's also a little boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Because I want that money to, I want to hear it in my wallet. I want my money to actually say 
cha-ching when I hand somebody money. And I want my money to say other things. Like, I want to hear my money whispering to each other in the corner <laughs> about how they're going to escape. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I want to be able to tell my money, shut your mouth! Shut your mouth! I'll spend you how I want to spend you. That's right. If you lay one finger on that telephone and I even for a second suspect that you're calling the authorities, you're fucking dead. <laughs> Imagine this for a second. You walk into a strip club. You make it rain. And then as you're making it rain, you just hear this over and over again. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah. And it's the money <laughs> saying that. Is this, does it hurt the money to, like, to, to be rained? So far, yes. So far, okay. yeah, because the money feels. Money talks. Money feels. Money hurts. Speaking of tiny things that make noise, I have some, well, I guess this is some pretty sad news I got from my lab today. I uh, I was informed that our entire inventory of pocket men, miniature men for the man on the go, were completely obliterated. Oh, no. What do you mean obliterated? They're gone. They're gone. I can't find them. The lab guys can't find them. My pocket men are gone. Maybe they hit the road. They they took off. No, don't say that. Listen, I don't know whether they left or, you know, what happened to them, but I've replaced my entire lab team with private detectives. Okay. None of which know that the other lab team guys are also private detectives because I don't want any interference happening. This you is know. good. This is So good. I've got this, I got my whole lab full of private detectives they're PIing the shit out of this lab, and they're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to find out what happened to my pocket man, my miniature men for the man on the go. Well, I wish you luck. Um, at yeah. the very least, I want to hear about what kind of shenanigans go down in a, in a room <laughs> full of PIs who don't know the rest of them are PIs. I've never seen more people look to the left and right. It's like they can't look up or down. They're mostly just <laughs> shifty eyeing left and right. I had to put in a vending machine that's just... Uh, Advil. It's just Advils and Tylenol because they're giving themselves intense migraines. The amount of shifty eye action happening in this lab. Wow. No work's getting done outside of the private investigating because these guys have no idea how to use a fucking Bunsen burner, which yeah. is terrifying because it's dangerous. This is the kind of short-term thinking with long-term consequences that I support. And all their lab coats are brown. Brown, oh, like, like brown trench, like trench coats. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I imagine that they've got "quote unquote" lab fedoras on that they pull real low over their faces. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like you've been there and seen them. That's great. They don't know science, so they're kind of all guessing. I guess. I assume there's like romantic relationships happening between people, but you know, they they they're in bed and then they go good night, honey, and then they roll and look the other way away from each other, and they're both like writing in their notepads or, or just shifty eyeing like what am I gonna do so you know they're, they're so deep cover that they're sleeping with one another and... <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> the one thing I can say is as much as no lab related work is actually getting done anymore I find all of it very entertaining could I just say I just want to speak to uh, private investigators in general for yeah. a moment there's a profession that I feel like I really thought was a lot cooler when I was a young man <laughs> That now when I, some have you guys ever met a PI? I, like I feel like I just meet people sometimes who I just know from around, and they're like, "Yeah, I just I'm gonna be a P, PI." Yes, there's it's a lot like, of there's a lot of them out there who just want to go get that license. Apparently, it's easy. I I recently real I thought I had this thought. I was like, "Wow, 
private investigation, private detective. That's a lot less glamorous job than I thought when I was a kid. And then I went back and watched pretty much every movie about a private detective. And I was like, no, they they showed what it was from the beginning. They, they didn't they didn't mislead me at all. I just chose to believe that those dingy one like bachelor apartments were like cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, what, what is it? The guy in Roger Rabbit, Eddie Valiant, you know, he sleeps oh, yeah. on a Murphy bed. Yeah, he's, he's in a one-room apartment. Yeah, it's a one office. It's oh, an yeah. office that he lives in, and he's a drunk, and he's a bastard. Oh, and he's got a sink full of nasty dishes. <laughs> As a kid, you're like, wow, he's got his own room, and it's his whole apartment. And, it's his yeah. and that's like the coolest thing. And the Murphy bed, mind you, during the day when it's not a bed, looks like a wall of filing cabinets. To me, that's oh, yeah. pretty cool. As a kid, a Murphy bed, yeah, there's, you know, that's that's another, the, the Murphy bed is the equivalent of what I'm saying about the private detective <laughs> here. Just something that seems so cool as a kid. And then the, you grow up and you're like, boy, oh boy, yeah. if I had to fold my bed up every day, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> to make it? Yeah, that is pretty crazy, especially for three billionaire bad boys. I mean, if I, if I look at a Murphy bed, I'm out of the club. But it's still fun to think about all the things you could Murphy. Thank you. And yes, and you're right. I want to Murphy everything at this point. You think about, oh gosh, uh, Murphy sink, you know, Murphy fridge. Yeah. What else? Murphy toilet, Murphy dining room. I mean, you know, kind of a James Bond situation where the whole middle of a floor flips over and it's oh, a yeah. whole other type of thing under that floor. To change yeah. the room dynamic entirely? That's fun. Yeah, I like it when James Bond says things like, it's a Murphy bed money, Penny. That's why James Bond's so cool, you know what I mean? He'll, say, he'll admit things like that. James Bond's cool because he's honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like about James he's Bond. He's brutally honest, and everyone oh, yeah, in his yeah. world is named a thing. Goldfingers. You know, Money Penny. Everyone changed their name just to accommodate J- James Bond being a little bit dumb. <laughs> Like, who are you again? He's like, my name is Sir Ellesmere. The, uh, what's the shorthand? Goldfinger, I guess. I don't know. What makes this easy for you? Yeah, what's, yeah. What's Lester, Lester Want Money. My name is Lester <laughs> Want Money. My name is Quentin Jones, Mr. Uh, Bond. Uh, we're going to stick with Q. I can remember Q. <laughs> Q is as far as I can go down that word. There's developments. It's kind of sad developments on uh, CN Tour back in Toronto. Um, not not good stuff happening. Um, I think where I left it is you know I'm a you know I'm a points trillionaire when it comes to President's Choice points. Oh yeah. And I kind of depleted that trillionaire status by buying a bunch of starter materials to construct the tower. We've broken ground. Um, and a lot of it is edible stuff, a lot of graham cracker, a lot of uh, gingerbread, which obviously is great for making little houses yeah. at Christmas. I want to say you mentioned ice cream sandwiches. A lot of ice cream sandwiches, brick, as brick kind of stuff. Um, but you know what? We just soldiered on. We've got a really good foundation about 50 meters deep down there at Bremner Avenue in Toronto and downtown. And you know what? We've ju- we're just soldiering on. We've got it down. It's the foundation. It's erected. And then the rest of the building materials arrive um, in the coming months. Here is the rub. Because a lot of the building is made out of food, the surrounding neighborhood, everyone's noticing, uh, you know, a reduction in their pest problems. Well, because all the pests have come to the infrastructure of our tower, 
to feed on the tower. You made a big tower of food in the middle of a rat-infested metropolis. Yes. (laughs) Well, so now I've had to pivot. Mayor Tori is like, look, if you want to keep building this thing, you got to figure out a way to use these, like, these animals, these raccoons, these insects, these pests. So what I've decided to do, and I'm a little sad about it, is, you know, I'm going to finish the tower. I'm going to finish it. But much like the first tower was supposed to increase kind of radio connectivity, my tower is just going to be sort of a lightning rod for area pests. You know, not so much a home for the wealthy elite because you can't lease it to people. Knowing that there's a bunch of, there's a family of possums, you know, riding that elevator up and down, you know? Oh, so you are just going to store, you're going to let the pests have it. I think I have to let the pests have it. This okay. Tory, he's really got me, he's really got me by the balls here. Well, you know what? That's fun. That's fun. Like, that's the kind of thing that if I was visiting a city and I found out that there was a massive replica of their most famous tower but instead of people it was it was just rat and possum yeah. and raccoon infested and probably some dogs and cats going up and down elevators with no supervision <laughs> i would i would visit that tower in an instant yeah yeah it sounds like what a zoo should be you know like <laughs> yeah. like like something with structure but but loose you know where the animals can kind of just do their thing perfect and pete is going to love that my friend Paul's going to love it. Yeah, Peter, Paul, and Mary. You guys are good friends. I bet you could get some real freaks to live in that tower. Oh, like, yeah. I bet Crispin Glover would buy a penthouse suite and live among the rats. You yeah. think so? As far as we know, he is a family of possum. I once saw Crispin Glover take off his uh, coat and just scurry away as a dozen, <laughs> dozen healthy rats. Well, look, you know, if you ever go into downtown Toronto, you're not going to see a single, even Pidgeys. The Pidgeys just flock into this tower. The downtown has never been more pristine. Mind you, the tower's not done, but these guys are going to town on it already. Well, good on you for pivoting. You gotta pivot. Sherman, may I uh, make uh, say one last thing before we uh, introduce our wonderful guest? Yes. I just want to say that uh, my favorite show is back on the air, and we're talking about the Canadian political satire staple, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, yes. Hell <laughs> it's going yes. into season 599. And here's to 599 more, plus more than that. Yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's still got one of its original members, and he is... Not doing well. <laughs> but he's hanging in there and he controls everything with an iron fist and nothing gets by his desk. Um, and they recently, uh, they have been doing a lot of COVID material that is just so funny. And they've really cornered the market on <laughs> parody songs that are songs that no one has thought about in 20 to 40 years uh, with lyrics that are just a list of things about covid that everyone already agrees on <laughs> this is a new song that just came out and you know what they, they set aside covid for a second to focus on toronto pop culture my favorite thing and you know someone who's right in the news it's a song about chair girl hi a chair girl hi ben want to throw some chairs onto the gardener sure ben let's go i'm a chair girl in a chair world, some chairs are plastic. It's fantastic. You can throw a chair up pretty much anywhere. I like patios into traffic below. Throw that chair girl in the air. Good. Wow. This is good. We like this. Some chairs are wood. They're also good. You can 
You're so strong, you're so fine, do it all of the time. Hit those cars, hit those bikes, hit those babies. That's probably enough, Stefan. Thank you so much. Dang. That's, that's, you know, that's the newest sketch. That's Chair Girl. Oh, my God. We and we it. needed it. So timely. Thank you, Sherman, uh, for the opportunity to share that. And I um, just want to give a shout out to all our friends at the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Police. Um, you know, f- as Sherman said, 599 wonderful se- seasons. And here's to 599 wonderful more. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise be. Well, boys, I think, are we ready for our entrepreneur? I think we oh, are. I cannot wait to hear a pitch today. Hell yeah. Uh, entrepreneur, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I cannot wait to introduce our entrepreneur of the week. Please welcome Deborah Debbie Gordon. Hello there, rats. Hey, Debbie. Hello. Hi, Debbie. My name is Debbie Gordon, like you said, I, and I am a business owner. Last year, I lost my beloved husband, Jim Gordon. To commemorate my sweet Jim's life, I decided to open up a coffee shop and call it Jim Gordon's. Very sweet. sweet. Oh, Jim, he was my life. And let me tell you, when he passed, I didn't know how I would go on. This cafe has been my saving grace. And I love it so much. And all the other widows of the town, they come. And all of Jim's friends, they all love it too. Let me tell you, anybody who comes into the cafe who, who didn't know Jim well, 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 when they leave, they certainly know my Jim. Oh, okay. Everything in the cafe is what Jim loved. Every day I serve his favorite coffee in his favorite mugs. I've got his sports memorabilia all over the cafe, mostly curling stuff. But but I have his golf shirt in a frame on a wall in the corner. I've got all his trophies on display at the counter. And and I keep his ashes in an urn on a chair at the till. I, I like to joke with my patrons and say, that's Jim. He works the cash. <laughs> Good man. Good man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I get a bit emotional. I just, I just loved my Jim. Jim mostly, mostly just ate pepperoni for the most part. So in terms of menu, it's really just pepperoni and coffee. You could call those, uh, you could call them Jim bits. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Wow. Oh dear. Oh dear. That's it's just a, that's <laughs> really good. That's, that's really fun. I think time. Jim would She's love that. I think I, I, oh, oh boy. Good. I didn't mean to make light of your dead husband. So I'm yeah. asking you, rats, to further commemorate my darling dead husband, Jim. My goal is to open up at least 14 exact replicas of Jim Gordon's across Canada. This will require funding to reproduce all of Jim's belongings and coaching so that all the staff, they know Jim and his stories. I have a learner's manual that has all of Jim's life anecdotes and all of his stories. I I think it could be helpful. In terms of budget, I I think, well, I think I'm, I'm asking for, let me see. We paid 
2000, around 2,360 to open the first, the first Jim, Jim Gordon. So times 14, that's. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's about. I mean, listen, we can, we can talk numbers okay, later. Yeah, okay. And that's not that much money, I'll tell you. Yeah, not, that not a, that much money. Very little money for, for a cat. Oh really? I, I, it might be a lot though to ask for. I don't know these days. It's it's a lot to ask. That is a very touching pitch. We don't get many touching pitches about. This is obviously something something that's very dear to you, very near and dear. Oh yes, and it's very refreshing to have yes. that in the nest. It's very clear that you love your dead husband. Um, yes, and that he died. Yes, he's dead. It, it was a it was a tragic accident, really. He, How did he die? Well, yeah. yeah. What did what is it that killed him? How is he dead? Jim Gordon was a, was a traveling salesman, and and at at one point, you know, he was trying to he was selling yachts. And uh, yeah, he always used to say, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but it, it can buy you a nice yacht to sail right up to it. He was showing a yacht and he, f- he, he, he went overboard and uh, believe it or not, he, he, Jim never knew how to swim. So he just, he drowned. Okay. He drowned selling yachts. He drowned doing what he loved. He was a, he was a great salesman. You know, they, they did buy the yacht. They did buy the yacht. I should include that. Aww. I should include that in the story. <laughs> wow, a posthumous sale. That's how you know you're a good salesman. Yeah, right? They yeah. said, I'll take it. <laughs> but he couldn't hear them because I assume he was dead back then. But wow, what a story. Yeah. You've made this cafe to commemorate your late husband. And, and why do you want to make so many more? You just want you know people across the country who had no chance of knowing your husband to start to get to know your husband is that the idea you're going to sort of spread his spirit well that's it i want to spread his spirit i want people he was just such a kind man and i think that everybody should know him well let me just tell you something straight up right now i'm not into this i don't give a shit about your dead husband and personally i'm already invested in a chain of coffee shops that uh i'm a little more um I don't know. I guess you'd say excited about from a financial oh. standpoint. Oh, is that? Is- yeah, I, I'm going to have to jump on that bandwagon. I, I got to tell you, listen, it's a beautiful story. Uh, he sounds like a great guy, but I think that's kind of what the wall is for me is this guy's got no edge. Uh, you know, the story's just kind of nice. You know, I feel like I've heard I could talk to any old, old, old bag of bones and they'd tell me kind of the same thing about anybody they knew uh, back in the day. You know, maybe if, if if you hit us with something, you know, did he have a dark side? Did he ever kill a man? You know, that's the kind of thing that sells. That's the kind of thing that exactly. sells coffee. It's, and I know I know guys in the meat market. That's the kind of thing that sells pepperoni and, and that kind of sausage, as far as I know, as far as I've learned. Uh, I'm At this point, I'm, I'm kind of sitting out. I'm sitting out here with my friend Hank, uh, to be honest. And, and I'm more of a fence sitter. You know, you kind of lost me when you said that, uh, you know, money. He used to say that money can't buy you happiness. But no. but no, it can, can buy it can, you. Yeah. It can buy you a nice yacht. Oh, who gives a shit about the nice yacht? Jim can fucking rot in hell for all I care. <laughs> I'm sick of being polite to this dead guy just because My he fucking goodness. died off a yacht. You know how many times I've My died off a yacht? Goodness. I've died off a yacht 14 My goodness. times. My shame, goodness, shame on you, young men. Oh, you shame. go to hell, Debbie. You, I'll fucking see you, you there. You young men, you should be ashamed of yourself, you know. 
Now, Debbie, I'm sorry about Hank. Debbie, you're lucky we're doing this audio or I'd tie a freaking horse saddle to you and ride you around like a horse, respectfully, respectfully, but I would, I would, I would do that. My gosh. Debbie, Jim Gordon sounds a lot like Tim Hortons, and this is a huge chain of coffee shops across the country. So you want to change the name? I'm thinking you could probably do something else to commemorate your hub- husband's memory that would be a better business or something, you know, like, a, you know, something a little bit more dangerous, something a little bit more, you know, like Jack Astor's. That's fun because it, it sounds oh, like... Oh, I don't I know. I, I just, That's I don't fun. think, I don't think so. I just know my gym. Yeah, you know your gym and you want the country to know your gym, but come on, you could tell a story that embellishes, you know, that really, yeah. you know... Yeah, think of it like Jim's uh, going to a new school in a new state or a new province. And exactly. this is Jim this is Jim's chance to kind of be a new cool Jim, like a Jim Jim two point Exactly. You know? Okay, yeah. like a like a criminal, are you saying? Yeah, we gotta see, you know, Debbie, we gotta be ready to I'm back on board, but we gotta be ready to sex <laughs> we gotta we gotta sex Jim up a little yeah. bit. You know what I Can mean? Can you is there anything else is there anything about him, any anything that maybe only was known between the two of you, like Anything that we can work with. We got to spice Jim up because right now it's it's ice cold. It's ice cold. Jim did uh, have a brother. Okay. Paul Gordon. Paul Gordon. At one point, um, I think Jim maybe might have. Well, I I don't want to I don't want to say for sure, but I think that Jim might have might have pushed Paul um, into a into a pool of sharks once. At, at, during one of their competitions. Okay, and n- nobody could a have seen that coming. Sharks. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I really yeah. thought that was going to be a delicate example, but you you surprised me. At no point during that explanation did I think sharks were going to be involved in the killing of a man. Yeah, Debbie, if you had come in here and right off the bat you said, "Hi everybody, I'm Debbie. Uh my husband killed his brother. Uh what do you think?" We would have been throwing money at you. We would have been throwing cash at you. Because we want to feel tension in the idea, Debbie. Like, let, give, let me give you a couple examples. Five Guys Burgers. When you hear that name, you're like, whoa, five guys all working together to make these burgers? There's got to be some conflict there. You immediately start making these imaginative leaps where you're wondering, like, who's the top guy? Like, yeah. what's the relationship between these guys? Why Why does it take five guys to make a single that's burger? That's, that's what why I'd people like to know. go there because they need to know the answers they to these questions. To know. And if it's five guys, is it better than four? And I'll give you another example. Wahlburgers. Whoa, yes. Mark and Donnie and some other Wahlbergs I didn't know about? What's that dynamic like? Thank you. And they're all top-notch, amazing, incredibly Academy Award ignored actors. What That's are they right. doing making burgers? These I got to taste. These are the questions we want to know. We, we want to be tantalized. We want to hear the name and see the front of the restaurant. And our first question should be, uh, why? Do you think it would ruin my dear Jim's reputation if I were to include the story of him killing his brother? I think you put that front and center. Yes. You call it, you call it two brothers. Whoops. <laughs> Just one now. Cafe. Yeah. Yeah, and we can yeah. stick a pin in that. I can see kind of a Cain and Abel kind of a story here. Yeah. You know, uh, these guys are in competition with one another. You could even maybe call it the gym 
you know, but you spell it J-I-M because that's the name of your husband. And it's like a cool place where tough guys go to like maybe yeah. get in fights with each other. Who knows? You know what? I'm like feeling that. this big time. What if we scrap a lot of what you've said, the, the, the food including in that, and it's just a series of gyms of like a, of intense cardio and 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 gains based gyms uh for men only <laughs> and it's and it's called two brothers wait whoops just one now gyms like a kind of a kind of a fight club but it's all it's you know everyone knows about it and it's fun oh gosh <laughs> oh dear tell me that doesn't honor your gym but but the but the do we have a Shark Tank? How how much can a no, Shark Tank? No, you can't say cost? those words on this show. You don't say Shark Tank in this show. You don't yeah. say Dragon's Den. You don't name any of the other shows. That's Thank right. you. No, I well, I mean a pool of sharks. You don't how say much pool of sharks. That That's the new spinoff show. Of... That's Mark Cuban's new spinoff show. I, I, you don't I'm say sorry. that. You don't say Mark Cuban. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about, young man. You don't say young man on this show. Oh, All right, goodness. Hank. Yeah, Hank. Don't worry. Oh my goodness, Debbie. I know gracious. you're you're ignorant, Debbie. It's okay. It's okay. You're an old lady. But you've brought us something that we can work with, it sounds like. And look, as much as I was on the fence before, I'm leaning in. I'm leaning in now with, with the notes that we've given you. So you figure we could open up more Jim Gordons across Canada. We're not going to call it that. We're going to call it two brothers, whoops, just one now. <laughs> Aggressive men's only gyms. Gyms. Yeah. But it's going to be spelled J-A-M, yes. How much is this all? Let us worry about that. Debbie- you're getting. You're. I'm, I can hear that you're getting a little stressed out. You're feeling a little worried about the money, the business side of things. You're an older woman. You know. You've you've had your life. You've had a long, beautiful life. I'm sure with your husband. You know. What, I'm sure he left the estate for you. You've got the house and everything. How's this? We legally become your guardians, and we'll just I take like care this. of everything. We'll take care of everything. You this know. This is you, good. We'll take care of the house. We'll take care of the car. Okay. We're going to put you in a beautiful, beautiful corner in a beautiful old people's house. What do you think? We'll oh, put we you in one it, of those. Yeah, we call it Big Mama's Hole. You're not going to have to worry about your house. You're not going to have to worry about your cars. You're not going to have to worry about your business anymore. We're going to take care of all of that. Well, you know what? You know what, dear? I, I've only got a few, maybe a few years left in me. And I think, you know, I, I think that sounds like a very nice kind of a relaxing time, really. That's okay, it. so is Being that a, yes. can, I, can I just get a verbal yes? If you can give us a verbal yes, then we can uh, officially uh, name ourselves your legal guardians. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. What do you Power say? Attorney. Shunk, is it? Shunk? Sherman Michael Shunk, yes. Sher- Sherman Michael Shunk. That's a great name. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I think we have. Oh, yeah. Yes. Debbie, you're going to fucking regret this every day of your life. Boys, we had a great time in the nest, didn't we? We sure As did, always. Sherman. As always. Yeah. I want to thank Amen. my rats. I want to thank Jeremiah saying, baby. Hey, money talks, and look who it's talking to now, baby. Okay, and I want to thank Hank Ass. Money talks coming soon to a wallet near you, yes. boys. <laughs> yes. And I want to thank our producer, Stefan. Thank you, Stefan. And I want to thank Nikki Fournier. Thank you, Nikki. And I want to thank you, the listener. Blessed be thouest name and my name Sherman Michael Shunk we wouldn't have this show if it weren't for me frankly Uh, so thank you and continue to listen we'll see you next time in the rat's nest bye bye